Hey everybody, it's your Memorial Day weekend episode of the Rad Years Podcast, the official start to summer. You know what, I take that back. The official start to summer would be uh, when I start the summer vacation event on our our blog, Squeezer. Oh yeah, on the internet. The internet, that's when I would say it. Yeah. Um, Doesn't summer usually follow spring? Yeah, sometimes. Although last Sunday it was 40 degrees, and then this past Sunday, wait, Mother's Day, it was, what, 40 degrees and raining? Mm-hmm. And then, what was it this past? I can't even remember what this past Sunday was. I think it was warm. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah. What was I doing? Oh, we, we are in Reading. It was warm, yes. Yeah, no one likes to be in the city of Reading, Pennsylvania. No. Uh, but I was stuck there. <clears throat> what did you do Sunday? You enjoyed yourself, right? Uh, I think so. You think so? I th- yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a good time, right? I was with my family, I think. Yeah. It was Sunday. I, it, it, you know, it just... I remember shit from 30 years ago, but honestly, I can't tell you what happened six days ago. Yeah, well, the stuff from I, 30 honestly, like, years it's ago... It's a complete blank. It actually is kind of scary right now. You should start like a... Bl- it didn't exist. You should start a daily blog, because you, you remember stuff from 30 years ago, because you have the internet to jog your memory. So if you start a blog, you'd have the internet to jog your memory. Like just the daily uh-huh. diary of Squeezer. I think people would read that. I'd read it. It's really not that interesting. Well, I just know when you'd be getting closer to finally killing me. Oh no, I would never. You'll you'll know. <laughs> you'll know. Uh, yeah, that's what scares me. Uh, other is that like, no. It's like what? No, I had absolutely nothing. No. Uh, so today was a big day for uh, Stranger Things. Uh, earlier in the oh, week, yeah. we found out they were bringing back New Coke. Uh, we haven't we've talked somewhat of New Coke, but we haven't gotten a detail about it. But back in 1985, Coca Cola decided to uh, losing market share to Pepsi. Uh, it scared them, so they decided to reformulate their soda. And Coca-Cola, as we know it now, was reformulated to taste more like Pepsi, and it was called New Coke. The outrage. And a lot of people speculate that it was a work the whole time, like in wrestling terms. But they, they, mm-hmm. they did this just for the publicity. I don't think they would have done this for the publicity, but, I mean, look at... Uh, we'll get to what happened today. Uh, so, after a few months, the old recipe returns, Coca-Cola Classic... More popular than ever, and it n- regained market share and never lost it. They kept, continued selling New Coke as Coke 2. 
Uh, and it was still sold in some markets as far as like I think 2002. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Coke too. So uh, the Duffer Brothers, uh, Stranger Things three, which is like the thing I'm most excited for this summer, comes out on July fourth. Enchantress and I plan on watching it. Um, I plan on celebrating the birth of our nation, but you go ahead. I will go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to celebrate the birth of our nation with Stranger Things three. And in the That's in the, a good way to do since it. it takes place in 1985, they have new Coke in the show, and for a limited time, Coca-Cola brought back new Coke, and they put it on sale tonight at 5 p.m. on their website, which crashed before 5 p.m. The fever was so high. So probably one of the biggest brands in the world, if not the biggest brand in the world, definitely top three. Correct. Uh, it's them, McDonald's, and Apple. I'm sure there's something else. Uh, hmm. What would be up there? Biggest brands in the world. Uh... And not like those not fun ones. Like, I don't give a damn about Johnson and Johnson. You know. The biggest one is Apple. Two is Google, three is six is Coca Cola. No, one yeah, but, one is Apple. Yeah, but that doesn't affect my cholesterol. Uh, here's the full list of one hundred. So one hundred biggest brands in the world. Oh, server not found. It's not, well, anyway, one is six is Coca Cola. So yes, in the top ten, the sixth biggest brand in the world worth seventy four billion dollars. They released. So what they were selling tonight was. You think. Um. You got two glass bottles of Coke and Coke Zero. One Coke, one Coke Zero that were Stranger Things limited edition glass bottles. Plus two cans of new Coke for $20. Their website <laughs> crashed for me and a bunch of other idiots desperately trying to buy this. I definitely I got a confirmation for one, but I may have bought 20 of them. Because <laughs> I kept getting like Apple Pay and PayPal uh, like confirmations that i bought it but i didn't get any email confirmation and finally tonight oh, I, went on. I hope a pallet shows up in the back of the building oh yeah that'd be awesome um so if i get more than one i'll give the rest away to you you fine listeners and if not i also tried to get they were selling merch too and i was trying to get this really cool hoodie and i might have had, i might have two of those coming too i don't know um <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have one though, and I definitely have one kit. So when I get that, I will taste it to remind myself what new Coke tasted like. It's probably just regular Coke in the new Coke can. I doubt they, you know, I don't know. I don't. I doubt it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think your your mind can decipher that level of sugar, like the differences between it. I don't know. I can tell the difference between like Coke and Pepsi. And from oh, what I, yeah. From what I remember as a kid, new Coke tasted more don't, like Don't Pepsi. let out our good friends at RC. Um, yeah, and I could tell the difference between Coke and Coke, Coke Diet Coke and Coke Zero. And mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Diet Coke is an entirely different profile. Coke Zero doesn't have the same grittiness that you get with a regular Coke. 
No, but it like tastes... That, that sugar is not there to cling to your teeth. Yeah, but it does taste like it. Yeah. And I think, and I could be completely wrong, New Coke is the non-diet version of Diet Coke. New Coke? Hang on. So if Coke Zero is the mm-hmm. diet version of Coca-Cola Classic, uh-huh. Diet Coke, which has never been called Diet Coca-Cola, it's just Diet Coke, mm-hmm. is the diet version of New Coke. See, I don't like Diet Coke. People yeah. get weirded out by that. Like, oh, I love Diet Coke. No, I think it tastes no, like... Diet you know, Coke is the worst, in my opinion. I'm sorry if you like it, but I do not like it at all. No, that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own right. opinion. And I, 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 and then I also i have heard Diet Pepsi over regular Pepsi. Yeah, I don't like Diet Pepsi or regular Pepsi. I like Pepsi Max, which now they call zero sugar or whatever the fuck it is. But still mm-hmm. the Black Label Max Pepsi. You know I drink that all the time. I actually, I had that uh, the other day. I was at uh, a, a fine establishment Taco that Bell? had that. And I was I was being healthy. Yeah, that might be the coolest thing about Taco With Bell now. Chalupa box. They have, Taco Bell now has diet, or um, I'm sorry, Mountain Dew Baja Blast Zero Sugar, which is amazing. For all you health conscious people going to Taco Bell. Yes, and um, Pepsi Max, which is my probably the, the one soda I, I I love Pepsi Max, Diet Mountain Dew. I'm a, and I always thought of myself as a Coke person, but here I am in my thirties in the soda wars, and I'm going leaning towards Pepsi. But I still like a Coke Zero. Coke Zero is delicious. Yeah, I I, I get it. I just I try. I really do. I really don't drink that much soda. Uh, I like the caffeine kick of Pepsi Max. It's a good midday pickup. It's 115 milligrams per 20 ounce. See, that's the thing. I don't need drink, a midday yeah, pickup when coffee. I'm consistently mainlining coffee. Yeah, right. I don't drink coffee. So it's a nice pickup without drinking a full monster. Do you know what I think? Does that make sense to you? Sorry? Yeah. Yeah, I see. I don't get. I don't mind the jitters. I like the uh, uncomfortable sense of uh, paranoia that that comes with that that caffeine and sugar spike. Uh, but yeah, so makes you feel alive. We finally got some new Coke and a hoodie coming. Um, uh, it's pretty cool. I know that they put a uh, <clears throat> Coke upside down Coke machine. And that's dispensed new coke in somewhere in New York City. Some our friend Josh from who I had that said it was at Barcade. You and I have been to the Chelsea Barcade a bunch of times. Uh, my friend, our friend mm-hmm. Dougie and I beat the Ninja Turtles arcade game there. We were waiting to go see Cute is What We Aim For at Webster Hall. Uh, you and I have spent after Comic Con a few times there. The Mortal Kombat machine's broken. Yeah, it's bad control. The joysticks fucked yeah. up on it. Uh, so that's what he said it was, but uh, I saw Dinosaur Dracula and Sexy Armpit went, and there was a full thing, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I, I That's just brilliant product placement. Yeah, I got mine coming. It calls in a question. Do you, think, do you think Coke was playing the long game all along since 1985? Um, no, I don't. They knew Stranger Things was going to be released. You know, season three would take place in 1985. 
and that they, they set that up, you know, back then knowing that they can promote this. They're a big company. They're smart. Apparently, they're either brilliant or really stupid. Either I think they were really stupid and covered their tracks well. Well, no, it was either the most brilliant move or the, they, the, the stupidest move that turned out to be the most brilliant move because it put them on top and they have never looked back since. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so, I mean, really, all they really needed was just a time-traveling traveling DeLorean movie and that would have saved them. But <laughs> So, yeah, they did have that. Uh, Pepsi did. Pepsi... What's it was called? Pepsi That's Perfect. That's what Coke needed. Yeah, Coke needed it. Pepsi Perfect, they, which was released at um, very small quantities at New York Comic Con. Uh, you and I never got it. And it was online for a day. And it was just Pepsi in that, pep, that Pepsi Perfect bottle. But to be fair, when Pepsi re-released Crystal Pepsi, they handled that properly. That was out in mass. You could find it anywhere. It wasn't hard to get. Uh, I got mm-hmm. one, tried to sip. Didn't finish it. It's too sugary. That's what I'll probably do with one of these Coke 2 cans. Crack it open. Well, just make sure I'm around then because I don't mind germs. Okay. Yeah, I'll crack it open, try a little bit, review it, put the other one on a shelf to last for a billion years, and with next to the two uh, limited edition Stranger Things bottles that came with it. And then wear my hoodie around, supporting good Coke. See, I wouldn't wear a Coke hoodie. I don't, I can't contribute to a product like that that's on the shelves but coke, new coke doesn't exist anymore it's retro that's totally up my alley okay that's fair enough yeah. and it's coming in just the right time you know you get a nice hoodie for the summer uh, so you'll be set you know me you're most people might think you're joking like why would you buy a hoodie in the summer but who wears mm-hmm. hoodies all summer long oh you do yeah you're a little slow today I am. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're replying. You're giving me the answers I'm looking for, but they're delayed. Uh, well, I mean, it's the internet. It takes a little bit of time. <laughs> it's like you're on an IFB in Kuwait. You're hearing me. Yes, that is true. It is a war going on behind me. Uh, you could see the bombs. Yeah, yes, yes, Ryan. I, yes, I am, uh, in Kuwait. <laughs> Uh, Squeezer, I don't know if you can hear us, Squeezer, all the way in Kuwait. Yes, no. Do they have not yet. toilets there? They have... Yeah, but they're, like, flat on the ground. It's weird. It's a different world, Ryan. I don't know if you know this. From where we come from. That's a great show. All right, yeah. um... No sense in beating the bush anymore. Uh, we're talking re- retro tech and gadgets. And you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Here's Squeeze's first pick. Imitation alligator and a cheap lining. Good. Knock off 2,000. Let me see the phone. Uh-huh. Wait till you see. This looks just like an AT&T phone. Look at the detail. In the knockoff business, that's the whole idea. Does it work? That works. Let me try it. Knock off 10,000. Anyone can make phones that look like AT&T's, but no one's managed to copy AT&T quality. Sorry, I just dropped the phone. You get what you pay for. AT&T, the right choice. That's a smug commercial. I remember that commercial when it ran. I don't. That's very smug. 
that commercial. Oh think? yeah, yeah. AT and T this whole thing where like other people's phones fall apart. Um, this was uh, they were mobsters like trying to sell off knockoff phones. It was. Um, uh, that's big. I think this came business. out like ninety one, so they're playing off the whole Goodfellas thing. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um. So specifically, w- one little piece of tech with all these phones, and I mean it still exists today. It was funny. I didn't even think about it when I was like going like the whole Google image route looking for old pictures. And, uh, I mean, they still sell, you know, you can still have a home phone, I guess. I have a home, I have a phone number for my house. I don't know what the hell it is, but it comes with my, you know, cable and internet subscription. It's cheaper to have a home phone line than not have it. So hmm. whatever. I have no idea what my phone number is. Um, but you can still buy a, a phone and now, you know, they're more, it's like everything's a cordless phone, and, you know, Everything's more similar to a cell phone. Everything has like a you know, LCD screen and stuff like that. And you can pre-program numbers. But there was a time when, and we take it for granted now, like you and I, you, and, oh, we sound so old when we say this. I mean, hey, we started off the show complaining about the weather. So Did we? Um, we used to have to remember phone numbers. Yeah. That's true. And now, you know, with your cell phone now, like I know like, the three off the top of my head that just I've always known and they didn't go away. I know enchantresses uh, because I have to use it for our movie theater rewards. Why not? Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I should do for Mrs. Squeezers. I have to every, even when I have to like her, like number is like the passcode to get in a, a number of things. And I still have to like look it up cause I can't remember that even. Um, remember, I don't know what happened Sunday. Like yes. I really am getting. I'm trying. If if only there if was a YouTube me, video. Like, black out. If only there was a YouTube video that could remind you of Mrs. Squeezer's phone number. <laughs> Can someone get on that? We need to keep Squeezer's current memory alive. We need a YouTube page dedicated to keep re- making Squeezer remember things like his it's wife's so phone number hard. And, and what he did last week, what he did Sunday with his family. I feel really bad about it now. I don't know if you should feel bad. It's it's late at night. It's, it's past midnight. No, it, like it's just an emptiness. Like it's like I I I'm looking at it and I have to visualize it, and I just see Sunday on a calendar, and it's just blank. I had to think of what I did. I worked, but I still didn't think what I did. I came. Well, it's home. easy enough. You, you at least know you worked. I, yeah, but I came home and uh, relaxed with. My lovely girlfriend, and uh, yeah, it was a nice. I'll remember it. I'm sure it had something to do with food. Oh yeah, we had a bad storm. That's what it was. Oh, we watched Game of Thrones. We didn't even talk about that. It was. Uh, that's what we did. We came home, and mm-hmm. I came home. And a bad storm was rolling through, and. Mm-hmm. We got pizza, this greasiest pizza, but it was delicious, and I got bad heartburn. But where'd you get it from? Pazzi's, right there on Tillman the hot Street. Hot dog place? No, it's Italian. I think it might be the same owner. But uh, oh, it, uh, like right over the overpass there. Yeah, right, right on the other side. Like two seconds from Caddy Quarter, from where the little porn shop used to be. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, up the road a bit. Oh yeah, that used to be something else. I forgot, but they used to have really good like stuffed crust. They they do their own stuffed crust kind of pizza. Mm, yeah, they have a, their, their pizza's always really good. Their food's always good there. Yeah, yeah. And um, they're good guys. So 
uh, we had a tornado warning that night. Uh, one tonight That's too, right. I think. Yeah. And it was it was lightning and like storming all around the house. So we have these like in our great room, like there's windows everywhere, like above the television and everything. And mm-hmm. all you saw while we were watching Game of Thrones was this ambient lightning going off everywhere. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, it was really creepy. Yeah. But it was like I had no thunder. We did. We did. it shook the house. It was just times. a light show. No, it was actually, really, there were strikes going happening around us. So. Uh, okay, I'm getting closer. That means we were out somewhere because I remember returning. All right, you watched the show anyway. What's that? Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I watched it. Um, so back in you know late '80s, early '90s. I mean, this tech's been around for you know quite some time. But there, there was a time when your home phones and I'm not talking all those fancy cordless ones. I'm talking about the ones where you get that extended curly Q one that ah. then stretches because it hangs and then it's like 30 feet long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they would have uh, the speed dial buttons that you could pre-program in. And I remember when we first got this, it was the, it blew my mind. I'm like, wait, I only have to hit one button to call my friends or my family. And depending on how many people are in the household, where you ranked, that determined like how many slots you got. Like it was always, so like you had, there was always, they had a couple. There was ones that were pre-programmed, like they had 911 and then like the police department and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you'd and, always throw in your grandparents. And Poison they Control, that was a whole Seinfeld episode. Yes. Um, and then, uh, you know, Does I think poison put, control like, even neighbors... exists anymore. Poison control. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're still, I don't know why I was actually on their website. Not too long ago. I was looking something up when you, when you, when you have a kid, you actually, you realize like, Oh wow, these guys are useful. Hmm. And then you're like, Oh yeah, that's not poisonous. Yeah. You're fine. Hmm. And then the things that you don't think are poisonous are. Uh, like water. Um, <laughs> like most food you buy in supermarkets. Yes. Every, anything that comes in cellophane. Right. Um, and uh, so there, there would be a battle. And I got, I, I think I got two slots for my two friends. And I got, that was like the a, a glory day where I got to pre-program their numbers into the phone. Mm-hmm. Um. I think my, my sister got two. My dad didn't have any because he's like, I don't need to call anyone. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I feel uh, that now. Like, if this was a thing now and I was my age now, I would be like, nah, you, I don't need any. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, the only person I talk to on the phone is uh, manufacturers <laughs> calling me about <laughs> manufacturing problems. No, it's, it's, yes. it's not work related. Uh, I occasionally, I, I like to call Enchantress every now and then because I never see her because I'm always working, but. Other than that, I'm, I don't talk to anyone on the phone. Actually, let me go back and look. At, if I just go into my call, recents. Uh, what is today? The 24th currently, but it was... Oh, just day-wise, it's Thursday too. Um, oh, you called me on Tuesday, but I didn't pick up. Yeah, I was trying to get you. I was campaigning for my dad's wife. 
Yes. At the polls. And I, I wanted Ian to bring me a monster. And I was calling to tell you to bring me a monster. And you weren't picking it up. I'm like, God damn it. And I couldn't. I didn't have much time. Like, I had to do it in between people coming in because I had to look. If you would have texted me, I, I would have But the, responded I didn't have right time away. to text. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was been bit political operative. That's right. I, I was I was strategically placed there, according to my dad. Um, and then I had an emergency call, work-related. Uh, that person never picked up. And then uh, the 16th was the next one. So what are we? We're almost like 10 days where I didn't make an actual phone call. I had uh, the manufacturer. I had mm-hmm. two people tonight because uh, while directing a baseball game and trying to get Coke 2, we had a major power hit at the park. Not Nothing serious, but... That that required calls. Um, then it's all work. I'm always calling work people. Work, 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 mm-hmm. work, 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 work. Uh, I have this phone number saved in my phone as Miami wrong number. It's this guy who doesn't really know English, and he calls me constantly. And I'm just like, you have the wrong <laughs> number, sir. <laughs> this is older Spanish man. Uh, but yeah, I would befriend him. There's Potsy's Pizza called them. Yeah, you know what? Pizza places are probably the only one. Yeah, that, everything else that, is working. That's like the next number on my list is the pizza place down the street, which it's fun. It's not even like a number in my phone. It's like it's saved. It's the actual name of the place. Like I had a couple restaurants just saved because if I'm on the road, I can quick just call them. Like I need wings. Like, <laughs> okay, this is uh, get them working. Uh, you know. Occasionally my mom, but mainly Enchantress is the only person. If it's work calls, you just, you know, I am a, a, a manager type, so I do have to make some phone calls. I called Mrs. Squeezer once in like the last two weeks, and when she picked up, the first reaction was, are you okay? Yeah, right. Yeah. Sure but she... there was a time when you made a lot of calls. There was, yeah. And... And you had and, and, and speed dial was like the beginning. It was the most amazing thing ever. But for some reason remember, rem- um, remember when we were in high school, like a status symbol was having your own line? Yeah. I didn't. I well the thing is, I didn't really need a stat the, I wore a purple shirt once and the kids called me Grimace. So I don't aww. think my status was gonna be repaired with my own phone line. Yeah, I um only had my own phone line because of internet purposes. <laughs> oh, so they had you had the what for the dial-up? So you kind of took the dial-up line as your own. No, it was. Uh, he got me a line so that I wouldn't. It, it, my dad's boss made him get me a line so that it wouldn't be busy. We had two. We had two lines, and we got a third line, and then we had a cable modem, so that went away. That wasn't too long, but then mm. like sometimes still die i don't know it was weird and then i just had the li- he just gave me the line after we got the cable on him he's like here's you it's not that i called people but i had my own line in my room Ooh, what you th- doing? Right, hooked up to your football phone i hope ah uh, god what kind of phone did i have i think i had one of those clear vtech phones ah you had a girl's phone yeah it was i it was like an imac green 
You know, it was the uh, color of the well, first time. Well, at least time. it was green. Usually it has that purple hue. and then, and then I wanted like, purple. You know, I had that purple Game Boy color. I wanted purple. I love purple. I'm like, I, I had the purple uh, translucent Game Boy color as well. It was yeah. the way to go. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I, I had the green one. The green VTech phone. I, it was a girl's phone. On, so what? Yeah. It was cheap. Wow. It was a Christmas present. This right, is, okay imagine a Christmas present being a fucking landline phone. <laughs> like fuck the world's changed uh, it's yeah. like get it's like getting one of those boards you do laundry on in the late in the river like as a present like, now all you can do is play music on it right washboard yeah washboard yeah now and there that, you go. now we joke like th- like that's the equivalent like i'd rather have a washboard now than a fucking landline phone as a present yeah i i have i have a landline phone and it the kid plays with it it just sits in my it actually sits in the back of my truck that way she can make calls from the, okay you know the Here, here's a question for you what mm-hmm. age are you gonna allow squeeze that to get a cell phone because our, our our co-worker cory just got his kid two of his daughters who are like nine or something nine ten something cell phones it um, seems like 10 is the age where kids have a fucking cell phone now yeah, it it would be some kind of emergency calling device, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm hoping that by the time she's old enough, there's no more internet, so I don't have to worry about parenting as much. Oh, you're hoping um, like nuclear holocaust, nuclear holocaust? Yeah, not not total, but partial, maybe. <laughs> you know, I always bring up the solar flare here, or mm-hmm. just just a general failure of inf- infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, the whole idea is terrifying. I mean, the thing is, she's three and knows how to use the damn thing. Right. So. Here's what would scare me. I know what I looked at on the internet before it was what it is today. Yeah. When I was 15, 16, browsing the internet. Like, Mm -hmm. the things I did. So, I could just imagine. And that's like, you know, you you, there's one computer in the house... You know, you have to bide your time with it, and mm-hmm. you, you don't get all the time in the world, and it's this internet speed's slow as shit. Like, even with a cable modem back then, it was like one meg was big, you know? Mm-hmm. And now, with the phone, like a 10-year-old with an iPhone, that's like, with LTE, that's like a, like a 100 meg phone, 100 meg mm-hmm. download plan, with, a, a, with a, unlimited access to... All the information in the world, everything out there, and and 4chan and Reddit exist, and that could be easily stumbled upon. Yeah, uh, it's just great. I, I, it's terrifying. And you could chat with any anyone has like with whatever app or whatever you download, anyone. Like I would never let my kids on social media. No, that's why I'm so awful at it because I, I just. I stay away. I, I Instagram's like for me the only safe place because it's just I can look at fun pictures. Yeah, it's Instagram. Like, is probably why I decided to start a our our Instagram. Why I decided to start it there, and not Twitter or Facebook or anything. Our Twitter and Facebook are very pathetic, but our Instagram. I I always liked Instagram for social media. Just you scrolling through pictures. 
Very, yeah. very. And, and if and if people start arguing in the comments, you can you can just blow them off and move on. You don't even see it. Half the, I don't read any of the comments or no. even like. Oh, no, I like being, reading comments. It gets the blood boiling. Keeps you alive. No, I don't even like reading captions half the time. I just like scrolling through pictures. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's the social media that always made sense to me. That's why I was like, all right, this is the one when we decide to start a. I was like, I'm gonna start. I told you one day. I'm like, I started this this instagram i'm like i think i want to do i originally i was going to do a youtube show showing off my old toys Mm -hmm. and then i decided like oh i want to do a podcast and i want to talk about them because if you listen to the first podcast it's very much the way i originally thought the show was going to be and then we turned into this and now it's fun but rambling yeah and it's the, but yeah. uh, the podcast. I was, I remember, I was like, when we get fifty followers, that's how I know we're, it's time to start the podcast. And now we're at seventeen thousand plus. You guys are Damn. awesome. Um, and ten of you are listening to the podcast. It melts my heart. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, what are we talking? Speed dial. <laughs> Speed dial, yeah. And so before we move on from this non-topic, this is the one re- thing I wanted to bring up, throw myself under the bus, or my mom. Um, so it had, like, the that inlay, like the um, you yeah. know, little paper inlay. And you, you write, you it write on the pencil. name in yeah. and then put the plastic slip back over it. Yeah. And that was next to each button, so you knew who you were calling. But for some reason, rather than put, like, the name, she just wrote the phone numbers that that number corresponded to well that's pointless so well no it was still speed dial you only had to hit one button but you still had to know whose number was whose to call it right but that like that like i don't know i think that's kind of i am i'm not i'm not arguing her point at all but i think we end up writing over it at some point but I do remember that, just seeing all the numbers there and having to remember whose was who. And then you get to push your button. Um, well, good good start to retro tech and gadgets. Uh, my first pick is coming at you now. All right, you're not going to get it right away from the music, but I'll explain. Alright, this is the music for Super Mario Bros. 3, but I'm talking about some technology that blew my mind when I was a kid. Super Mario Bros. 3 was the first wish, uh, can't speak, wristwatch video game I owned. Do you remember these? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I never, never had the pleasure of having one. So, I had Super Mario Bros. 3, and the game was incredibly horrible um (laughs) it was really hard to play and uh it was um like i i didn't understand what the hell was going on so before that i I did some research there was a frogger one there was a uh tetris one there was a legend of zelda i believe there was a donkey kong 
there was a WWF one, there was a Pac-Man one, uh, there was a Star Trek video game watch. They were very much like those Tiger LCD games. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, uh, what the hell else did I see? And, and, and a bunch of different colors, and it kind of was like a, a, a bigger screen. I had the Mario Brothers 3, and uh, the coolest thing about it was just that you had a video game. They had like the regular Mario Brothers, there's tons of them. You had a video game on your wrist. Mm-hmm. There's a Star Fox one, one that came later too. Um, but uh, having a video game on your wrist made you a pretty badass in school, especially when like no video games are like, ah, oh, it's my fucking watch, you bitch, you know? <laughs> I think mm-hmm. Tiger yeah, made you can't a... just slip in a you can't just strap a Game Boy to your wrist. Right. Uh, well, yeah, now I think you can, but back in the day you can. So I remember we had the Mario 3 one and one day we were at Kmart and we saw these it was right around the time that Mario <laughs> Super Nintendo and Mario World Mario World Mario, I can't speak today. Mario World came out. And on display in the in the jewelry section where they sold watches were these black like jewelry boxes that like were opened up and inside there was like satin, like in the top of like a, like a ring box or a watch box. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And had the font for super Mario world printed on it. And it was a super Mario world game watch, but it had this like bump out on the top with a eighth inch adapter on it, like a, a headphone um, port. And it came with a, mm-hmm a uh, headphone set which was like a one ear piece that you could plug into it and play the game and we and my mom bought them for me and my brother i think they were probably like 15 bucks each they weren't expensive and we thought these were the coolest damn things in the world again (laughs) game was near impossible (laughs) you're on on this one you're on yoshi and i don't even remember the gameplay like like it's really like Finding gameplay of this stuff is impossible, and uh, finding these is hit or miss on eBay. Um, it was before I got my Apple Watch. It was the one time on my in my life I wore a watch. Uh, but the the ones in the package, the original ones, go for big bucks. Squeezer. Um, I know you never had it, which surprises me. Spoiled Squeezer. Was it because you always? Hey. Well, you is it because you always need like a compass watch, or something like Boy Scoutish? No, that that's what a compass is for. No. Oh. Compass watch. So there, I, no, I'm... I, I was always weird. So I had my Iron Man, um, and I, I had like two watches. I uh, the you you know the regular old Iron Man like that everyone had like that default black watch, because mm-hmm. uh, you know you always need a stopwatch with laps on it. And uh, my Ninja Turtle one, uh, where it uh, was Donatello, and it like flipped over, on flipped open, and just there was a little digital readout at the time. Uh, but I, w- I was always uncomfortable with uh, wrist wear. Uh, I have rather dainty wrists, uh, so that's why I can't even even like an Apple Watch on me would almost look like an IMAX. Uh, strapped to my arm no i have dainty wrist too and it's fine um, are you seeing mine like i have the, the smaller model but uh, the women's yeah. yeah the women's model but it fits fine on me i like it yeah yeah i don't know what it is i it's a sense of constriction perhaps i don't know 
Um, I would I would loved a uh, Super Mario Brothers three uh, wristwatch if just for the fact that just uh, big uh, big mushroom eyed Mario um, with the raccoon tail flying over your wrist. Like I'm looking at his eyes and he looks like he just took shrooms. Oh, the Super Mario Brothers one. Yeah, like the artwork around like the the frame. Yeah. So these are all made by this company called Nelsonic, N-E-L-S-O-N-I-C. So if you Google Nelsonic, oh yeah, look at him. I'm looking at that. I had this exact watch. See, it says Nelsonic on the bottom. Like, it looks look like, at. It looks like Mr. Burns after he had his. Uh, yeah. I bring peace. <laughs> now, now this game doesn't look anything like Mario um, Three, and you see you get three lives at the top there, and. There's like Goombas coming down the platform. It's more like Mario 1, not Mario Brothers 3. And even Bowser looks like Mario 3. I'm sorry, Mario 1. But, uh, you know, it's, they they did w what they could. There was a Zelda 1, which I have no idea. Those Zelda 1 sell for tons of money. There was a Ghostbusters 1. Um, Pac-Man. Anything you could think of at the time. Racing. The Pac-Man 1, I can see. The Pac-Man would make sense. Even Tetris, maybe. There was a Tetris one. Mm -hmm. There was a Tetris one. There was a Cuber yeah. one. Uh, yeah, this just seems like there's GI Joe. Huh? Like their their traditional gameplay would transfer over well to something like this, whereas th this clearly is them using the Super Mario Brothers three, you know, hotness at the time. Yeah, uh, it's so why we much. bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these games are very cool, though. Um, cool tech and cool though. And it was stupid. I was, you know, I was on the fence between this and calculator watches. Like I remember the first time I got my calculator watch, I felt like I had a fucking computer on my wrist. I was like, I'm ready to take control of the whole fucking world. Uh, yeah, but you know, I'm not now. I just got to figure out how to get like Mario three on my Apple watch, which I'm sure is easy. And then boom, game watch back. I'm sure there's some sort of hack that's been done. I don't know how I'd play it, but there was a uh, Pac-Man version of the Nelsonic watches that had like a little uh, screw port that you could screw in a little joystick and play it with a joystick. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, instead of a keypad. People um, are looking at you weird. Oh. Uh, I mean, so I remember in high school, I found my Super Mario Brothers 3 one and I took the back off and put a new battery in it and I wore that thing everywhere. Oh, yeah. I would too. And now I'm, I'm surprised uh, we don't see even more of these just popping up. I know. Like just re-releasing them as they are because, yeah. um, you know, we'd buy them and then, you know, the kids would buy them because the whole nostalgia is chic. Like, oh, look at this old thing I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's becoming a thing again. But uh, yeah, these these wristwatch games were so freaking cool, and I, I miss them. I want them back. Uh, I I might go on eBay tonight, and I spent eighty dollars in Hasbro action figures last night from Hassle Toy. He did get. I'm I'm giving him a shout out, Hassle Toy on Instagram, because he gave me a deal. I got the Nasty Boys, which I've been searching for for a long time. They're forty bucks, and they're in good condition. And then he was selling nails for 35 and Virgil for 16. And I'm like, 
would you give me both? And <laughs> I wanted a virtual so bad. I'm like, would you give me both for 40? And he's like, absolutely. So I got the math there. Oh, that was nice. One. Yeah. So he gave me a deal. I got nails, Virgil and the nasty boy set. Not on card, but it's all right. Uh, for, um, 80 bucks total. So that's shipped to me. And he already sent it out. So I'm excited. I got, I got those guys coming. So yeah, tonight, who knows? I'll have a few more beers after the show. Maybe wind up buying 10 <laughs> Nelsonic video game <laughs> wristwatches. All right, Mr. Squeezer. You can look like Data. That would be cool. Is that a Star Trek thing? Uh, Goonies? Goonies! Oh my God, I completely didn't even think of what you're talking about. Yeah, he did have, what, two or three watches. I think it was like all up his arm. Oh, was it all up his arm? I thought so. I haven't watched Goonies in a long time. Um, Data Goonies. Mm, uh, I can't see a good picture, but apparently the actor still cosplays as him. Nice. Even with the chatter teeth coming out of the sleeve. All right, cool. Uh, Mr. Squeezer, your next pet. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a snapshot that could only have been taken by one company, Sony. We've created a miraculous little video camera, the Sony Handycam, a completely different way to take movies. Light and easy as a still camera, yet can give you two hours of incredible sight and sound. So why just take snapshots when you can take moving snapshots? Take home a Sony Handycam and turn any TV set into a photo album. Handycam, huh? Where would you and I be without that thing? I didn't have a Sony or one? Most kids. Well, not Sony, just in, in, in general. It would be just, yeah. general, the... That's what the started. Convenience. Yeah. Might have having a home might have, studio in your might have nine to five jobs where we got home and fulfillment and a life. We could have probably drove to New York tonight to get Coke two cans with everyone else instead of working. But mm. go on, continue. Oh, no, I, I was trying to spin it in a positive way, but I guess you're right. Um though I'm actually holding the gloriousness that is a uh, the a Sony Handycam. This one being a a CCD uh, that that stands for charge couple device, folks. For those, um, uh, the F two zero one, which was released uh, in uh, I think ninety or ninety one. Uh, this was my grandfather. It's one of those things where he's like, "Hey, you want some stuff?" He just hand me a box of shit. And this thing, I remember playing with this one as a kid. And this thing looks and feels like a professional camera. It's heavier than some cameras now, like your professional ones. And it, it's bigger than some of your professional ones now. Um, it's cool. It's got like actual manual features and functions, like it has a manual focus and zoom. It's a little like shotgun microphone with a windscreen. It even has a shoe mount on it. Um, this thing was a beast. And it was actually, like, solid. I like the weight behind it. That's the problem now, folks. That's why you look and you see shit so shaky. Eh, you need some weight behind your shot, behind your camera. That's what you need. 
get some muscles going. Not if you uh, have a little gimbal camera from DJI <laughs> that gives you a perfectly smooth shot and fits uh, in the palm of your hand. Yeah, that thing's great. I, I use it at work all the time alongside $20,000 pieces of equipment. <laughs> it's kind of disheartening and heartbreaking and awesome all at the same time. Yeah, so it was. I went to school to learn how to use all this high tech gear, and it's like, hey, you can put this in your pocket now. <laughs> yeah, right. Or you just make a show on your phone. Who cares? Yeah. Um. Uh. So this was the beginning of uh, 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 something new. So it was eighty in nineteen eighty five. Sony released um. Uh, the first, um, video eight handy cams, and this was a step up from. Uh, VHSC and Betamax, and even like uh, uh, SVHS and stuff like that, where you had these big tapes that you had to deal with. And even before this, a lot of your recorders were separate. I have one of those laying around here too, somewhere, where it's a separate record deck you've slung over your shoulder. Um, and then the camera is even bigger than this, and that's a wire goes down to that and plugs in, and it's this whole this whole thing. It's not very convenient, and not something you want to break out at like a, a kid's soccer game or you know Christmas or something like that. Whereas with the handy cam, uh, it records on these little eight millimeter uh, a tape magnetic tapes, and uh, I mean it was it, it was mind blowing like what you could capture now. Um, and it was a thing. It's like you're, it was, uh, I want to be that guy, but like, it was the dad's thing. Like that was his toy for the longest time. Oh yeah. Time. Yeah. Before you could eventually, eventually you break them and you get your hands on it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then that was like every kid, like y you were making your own movies, you know, it, whether you were just staging stuff yourself, like r recording yourselves playing as you would doing, you know, dumb shit or and my kids blowing stuff up or, you know, kids, you know, doing skate videos and all that. Like it, it created industries. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for this, we wouldn't have the best of backyard wrestling volume two. Nope. Or, um, or me mixing skate videos with my cheap Radio Shack mixer. And my like ten VCR decks. Mm-hmm. A forehead VCR deck. Oh yeah, that's so you could do the slow mo and the, the yeah. The and then you get nice clean edits in there too. Oh yeah. Um. And yeah, and um, they also had a you could do playback in your TV. So you'd like the whole family would gather around. You'd plug it in the TV. You get the little remote plugged in, and you'd watch like your trip to Disney World. Um. Which I know exists somewhere. I gotta find that tape. But uh, this, like, just having it in my hand, it just feels so—it's so heavy. Like com compared to um, the the you know what they still put out there now. Um, I I don't know. I guess there's a, still a market for handy cams. They still make them. They still sell them. People still use them. Yeah. It's just I. I I have, I have no need for a, like if, if I want it, I'll still, I'll break out my DSLR if I want to shoot something really nice and pretty or some video or take some pictures, but mm -hmm. it's, I still use my phone more than anything. Yeah. I mean, 
I have a bunch. I own personally tons of different gimmick cameras and professional mm-hmm. cameras, and and I'm looking into maybe dropping another chunk of change on another one. <clears throat> Which you're like, yes, do it. Yes, I think it's a great idea. Uh, but yeah, for a lot of the times I use my phone. Like if I'm if I'm shooting all, a video of Oliver Schmuffin pulling out the phone, cute little, oh. they're so cute. Uh, well, they're adorable. Uh, good pick. Do you have anything else on this? Uh no. I will. I'm gonna eventually dig through all the stuff and find all the other uh, things that go with it, and even uh, that older Sony with the uh, separate record deck. Um. I want to try. I eventually, my 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 thought was, I'm gonna hook this thing up, even if it doesn't record. If I could still get an output on it, mm-hmm. and then do like a capture into the computer and see how, um, because I have an analog converter and see if I can record ra- rather than try to make something look pretty. If I'm gonna do a retro video, why not shoot it retro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. We'll see how we get. I gotta figure out how to power the damn thing because I doubt these batteries are uh, full, they have any juice left in them. It'd probably be probably be easier to shoot it on your iPhone and then put a gimmick on it to make it look like it was. What's the fun in that? All right, all right, all right. Uh, my next pick is. I gotta get it right. All right, here it is. There we go. You're about to see the Me TV, the Sony Watchman, the first truly personal TV. The Sleepy TV. Only about an inch thick, or is it thin? And one Watchman has an AM FM radio. The Referee TV. The Jolly TV, the one and only TV for the one and only you, the Sony Watchman TV. So, Squeezer, there was a time, uh, and and kids won't get this at the modern age, where you couldn't pull out a beautiful, wonderful screen out of your pocket and have access to anything you want to watch at any time. What? Right. And, shut um, the front door. Shut the front door. But in that time, they released these things called Watchmen's. Uh, Sony, I have a lot of people on there, pocket TVs. It was about the size of a regular Game Boy, roughly. Some bigger, mm-hmm. some smaller. And the screen was about the size of a Game Boy 2, but it was a color screen, uh, and it was like a TFT one. So unless you were staring at it perfectly, like think of the old Game Gear color screen. And you had the contrast mm-hmm. set right. You really couldn't see it. And then you had to whip out this old antenna and then tune in either UHF or VHF stations. Did you ever play with one of these? Yeah, yeah. Um, again, like my grandfather was a, a Sony rep, so we had all kinds of, you know, stuff like this laying around down the basement. Who know, I might even have one in the box somewhere. Remember um, um, the green and the red tuning bars that would scroll across the screen? When you were yes. tuning in VHS or UHF, VHF or UHF yeah. stations? It, it was, it, imagine, like, you know, think of an old car radio, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it was like this, like... Dial in your station. Yeah, it was like this bar that you'd hit the tune and, like, scroll across the screen. 
Now I realized at a young age that in my dad, like I would take E-tape and I'd E-tape the tip of a coax cable connector, like the F fitting to the mm -hmm. antenna. And I'd scroll and I'd pick up like stations crystal clear through the antenna. Because oh, you're basically just downloading it. Yeah, it's taking the signal. That's basically yeah, yeah. all. Basically, cable TV is is community. It started as in here with the company we work for is Community Antenna Television. So someone put an antenna on the top of a mountain, then ran a cable down to the valley, and then branched that cable off in everyone's television, so that the, basically the antenna was going to everybody. That's essentially what cable is. So mm -hmm. I figured out at a young age that, and I, and this completely defeats the point of a portable TV, but <laughs> as kids, you're idiots and watching it like while you're under a blanket for it is way much cooler than watching in your living room. Oh, hell yeah. So my mom, my dad, my poor dad would constantly get these cool gifts for Christmas and they'd, they'd be like eventually not so, you know, slowly repurposed into our toys like he, mm -hmm. he, so he got this little Watchmen TV and you know, we quickly, as soon as I figured out this little trick and he, he uh, and you can imagine Jeffrey being impressed with that. Oh yeah. I don't even remember how I did it. I was just fucking around and well, that's what you do. You see a bare wire and you see a piece of metal. So you're going to jam that piece of metal into a bare wire. Right. I don't know. I was like, how do I get the cable into the thing? And I think I touched the fitting on the antenna and I saw the community bulletin board. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and that just, and then I got some E-tape and, and I pulled the connector back and I E-taped it onto the antenna. And all of a sudden I'm picking up all sorts of channels. Nice. Tuning in all sorts of things. And I thought this was the coolest thing in the world. So he, Jeffrey was impressed, though. He was really uh, good uh, thinking there. You know, it, uh, that's not what it's made for, but uh, it's good thinking. Uh, because uh, essentially the old TVs with the, the tuning dials on the side, they mm -hmm. used to have an antenna hook up in the back. And when you'd get cable put in, you'd get this little fitting that you would screw on to the two. Um, it, it had like two prongs from it, like it was an antenna, mm -hmm. and it had an F fitting, so you'd screw the cable into that. So it was the same principle. You know what I mean? Remember that old piece? Yeah, yeah I had I had a couple of TVs that still... Uh, um, Even our Nintendos used what, to... What? I mean, the NES was the one game system that had RCAs in it, but no one used it. Everyone used the no. RF modulator, which takes either I channel... I use it now. Either channel three or four of your television and modulates the Nintendo signal onto it using the same basic idea. Now, if I would have known that as a kid, I could have figured out how to take a Nintendo and play it on that little portable TV using the, the, the modulator. Oh, yeah, that would have worked. It would have worked, yep. But um, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so. they were cool. I always wanted. It, I just thought it was the coolest. Like, did you could you could watch TV anywhere? Now it was it was whatever was over the air, of course. Yeah, right. Now the funny thing is, now I have this phone with a huge screen. I have the iPhone XS Max, the biggest screen you could get on an iPhone. 
beautiful high definition screen and uh, internet service where I could watch Netflix. I pay for Hulu. I have YouTube. I have WWE Network, uh, CBS All Access. We have them all. And I can watch it on my phone wherever I want. Wait, wait, wait why do you have CBS All Access? Because whether you like it or not, the fucking Twilight Zone is the best show on television right now. Oh, okay. Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. What do you mean whether I like it or not? Not you, the royal you, everyone. Oh. I, I'll fight anyone on that. Well, that's that's fair enough. It's just, you know, I guess it's good to have something on that. What well, her uh, Enchantress's dad got it for, I think, the Star Trek show. And yeah, I wanted to check that out. It just wasn't worth the energy. And he gave us his login. It's six bucks a month. Like, if he didn't have it, I would have paid for it. Oh, all right. But regardless, I have this on my phone, and I could pull it out and watch. Do that before ESPN+. What's that? Do that before ESPN+. Yeah, right, exactly. And and watch anything I want on this phone, and and a screen way bigger than the Sony Watchman ever was, and I never do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm not a phone watcher. Uh, Neither am I. I I, I mean, I watch watch YouTube on it, you know? Yeah, occasionally... I watch small clips have, on it. I think I might have Netflix on it, but I don't think I even have like the account. Like I downloaded the app, but never. But even oh, when you like you're sitting around, you're like on board. Yeah. You could like pull up Netflix or anything and watch whatever you want on it, and you know you don't think of it. Yeah. But back in the day, you're like, oh, if I only had my Sony Watchman, I wouldn't be bored right now. And also, you could and play you video can... games. So you could play some Nintendo games, Sega games. Like 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 it's funny. Like that we used to like be so bored. And now we're still bored. Not now we're just. I think as adults, you just get better at staring at a wall. Oh, the 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 sense of just being with your thoughts and quiet, it's just the solitude Re- of it. Remember when you had to wait as a kid, Fantastic. like if you were in a, in a doctor's waiting room or anywhere and you were mm-hmm. waiting, like every second seemed like an hour. Yes. And as you got older, it got better, but it was still bad. And now, like I could just sit and wait forever. I, it doesn't bother me. Like I, I, I actually put an effort in not whipping my phone out in those situations. Yeah, me t- I, I, I try to do the same thing, especially when, when I'm out with Enchantress. I try not to ever pull my phone out. And um, like I remember this movie, um, Live from Baghdad. It was an HBO movie, and it starred Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he, he was in to see someone from Iraq, some government. And he was sitting there waiting. They kept bringing Spearmint Tea out to him. Remember that? And all the other media people left because they didn't want to wait. And he just sat there. Yep. He's like, it's going to be a few more minutes. He's like, yep, yep. More spearmint tea. Yep, yep, yep. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And he just waited. And I was like, how does he wait that long? And now I always <laughs> think of that. I'm like, I could have sat there all day. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now now I just now I think of just going out back like in the morning with a cup of coffee and sitting on my deck quietly. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, we well, we go out in the day. I mean, Enchantress reads like she's always got a book, so we go out there and she's reading. But I'm just staring into the, just laying on mm-hmm. her shoulder, staring out into the the wilderness. <laughs> Something as you know, as a kid, you never do. But um, that's why Watchmen's, I guess. Well, I, I mean, they'd be stupid to sell anymore. I think they do. They still sell like a portable TV, a Watchmen. That's a good question. Mm, I don't know, like an HD Watchmen. Portable HD TV. Uh, like a 
portal from they, they all kind of seem like tablets there is this one up uh, uh, there's one here at walmart yeah portable tvs nine inch portable digital lcd tv there's only one left no it's there's 70 bucks got to stand as an antenna yeah there's a couple but... of them there's tons on walmart it's not like we used to they all look like tablets yeah um the question though is with the antenna on the back of it how much longer would that have any use uh it's more use now than ever people are dropping cable and switching to antennas yeah but that antenna wouldn't you need like an hd antenna something a little more stronger to pick up anything to it's uh, it's antenna's an antenna. Hmm. You could probably like with this tablet, you could probably get FMZ HD and all the sub channels, just like HD radio. You know, I have those point two, point three. Does it get FX? No. That's, oh, a, that's cable a shame. Channel. Why? What about HBO? Uh, no, your phone gets both of those though. Okay, AMC. Again, no. Lost Art, portable television. Squeezer. Uh, also, Jason Alexander, George's, uh, Costanza, George Costanza from Seinfeld is in that commercial I just showed. It's funny that um, there's one scene in Seinfeld where he was watching the little portable TV eating up a strummy sandwich to get off while having <laughs> sex. Uh, ooh, <laughs> here's your next pick. I have one simple request. And that is to have sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. Now, evidently, my cycloptic colleague informs me that that can't be done. Uh, can you remind me what I pay you people for? Honestly, throw me a bone here. What do we have? Sea bass. Right. They are mutated sea bass. Really? Are they ill-tempered? Absolutely. Well, that's a start. You know. Are they ill-tempered? I think you'd hear me eating chips while that clip was going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. It adds uh, some ambiance. Mm. Um, I'm working all day, people. I'm a little hungry for chips. So I, w I was going through, and I, I, I stumbled across this one last minute. Uh, and I completely forgot, like, it, this was a thing, even though it was in the news not too long ago. Um, do you remember on their head? having a laser pointer as a kid? No, but my friend did from Radio Shack. It was like $100. Whoa, he had a fancy one. Yeah, it was after, it was right after they came out. It was before you could get the cheap ones. Okay. Yeah, I, I had a cheap one, which, and it's like the default cheap one. Um, it was like the little brass bullet um, with a keychain, and it ran on uh, three watch batteries, and it would come with, it would come in like a little, um, like a little plastic case. You'd pop the top off, and everything was kind of packed in neatly, uh -huh. and they would have uh, lenses on them. So you had your traditional one with the laser pointer that, you know, you would irritate, you know, people with or, you know, play with pets, you know, 
uh, teachers, stuff like that. And that that was the big one. Oh, I remember such... I remember laser pointers before that was even a thing. This was when they only sold them at like Radio Shack. Oh, it's yeah. And my buddy had one, and it was like a hundred dollar laser pointer. Oh. Damn. Now they put them on cat toys for five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back in you know back in the day, like you, everyone would have these in at school, and oh, the teachers' desk would fill up. They'd confiscate them, and it became. Uh, it was it was one of those things where the news loved to jump on it, make a bigger deal of it than it was. Like you will go blind. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you can uh, you can do that with a flashlight. Um. Yeah, you shouldn't put a laser in your eye. No kidding. There's actually a big warning label uh, right on the front of it, like right above the trigger button. Um. But and it, the best though is it came with uh, lenses that it would uh create different patterns and stuff so there is a like a spaceship and everyone's favorite it was like a naked woman hmm you recall no like a, on the back of a like a mud flap naked woman type yeah yeah that's basically uh basically what it was um and they made oh it was such a big deal out of that and it was i mean to be fair if it was pre-internet or very early internet yeah you work with what you got, I guess. You know, just uh, <laughs> put a little scotch tape over the button to hold it down, lay it on the pillow next to your on your bed, shoot it against the wall, and you know, you know. Um, but the world I mean, is your ha- oyster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I loved, I, I loved having this thing, and there were, uh, you know, yeah, you torment the pets, torment, you know siblings teachers stuff like that and um they really did serve they served a minor purpose you know it's like oh great i have a laser pointer i can do a a presentation now uh beyond that their their sole purpose is to just you know irritate annoy and if you're a helicopter pilot um almost kill you so don't do that or or almost cost you an afc championship game that's true yeah fuck tom brady yeah. <clears throat> well, only supermodels do that. Yeah, no one asked me. <laughs> uh, okay, good pick, good pick. Um, laser pointers were freaking huge. Like I said, I remember my buddy. He had uh, <clears throat> he had uh, the one from Radio Shack that was like ninety dollars, and it was like a long black stick that actually took like I think. Triple A, uh, expensive, Radio Shack laser pointers. Let me see if I can't find them. Um, yeah, back, I don't know. Back in the day, that that was a thing. Though, I don't. Do you remember that at all? Uh, I don't remember that one in particular. I met. I remember like the big fancy ones. Yeah, they they sold. They had a few models, and they sold them at Radio Shack. He had one. It was before you can get those little bullet ones that were so cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you would you could get them in like the egg machine, like at uh, and then the egg machine. Where would you get those at? Like you you would they'd be like end cap things, like the supermarket. Yeah, and you get them with tickets also at like a <laughs> at like a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, good pick. Uh, here is my next one. 
a day in the life of a Commodore 64. Commodore 64. My earliest memories of playing video games as a kid. Uh, do you do you ever play the, the Commodore 64? I, I've played one, but not um, at like the time. Hmm. Like it was a like my a, a my first memory thing. of video games was is in my old room that had the crib. My parents turned in the computer room with the Commodore 64. So this would would have been my almost bedroom at the time. I was on my mom's lap and we were playing Ghostbusters for Commodore 64. Uh, we had learning games from Fisher Price. We had the mech games like Oregon Trail and the, all the other games. We had um, God. We had this like clown balloon game. Uh, we had the Batman game that was like comic panels and we couldn't figure it out for the life of us and it was on like floppy disks uh god oh i remember we had tapper which was a cartridge that was my first introduction to tapper and i just remember like when there was the guy shaking up the soda the the it would lose beer in the arcade but it was soda in the game and the mountain dew um logo was behind him he's shaking a mountain dew and so the guy would shake like a couple Mountain Dews, or I forget where he would shake a couple Mountain Dews, and then they like they go, and you have to pick one that wasn't shaken. You know what I mean? Oh, so like a uh, what the hell do they call that? Uh, like fine the thingy with the cup. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. So three card money. Yeah, three card money. So he'd he'd shake, uh, he'd shake all but one of the Mountain Dews, and then it go. And you'd have to pick the one, and it would like a boo do 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 do. And like there was a song that would play like do 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 do. And my brother and I would sing, oh, "The man is shaking the do." <laughs> like we made. Oh, let me see if I can't find it here. Tapper, Commodore sixty four. All right, and we're gonna see if I can't find it for you. So you, right, here's a long play. C sixty four Tapper. All right. Here we go. Oh, found it. So here's the tapper music. And the man is shaking the dew. You hear that? The man is shaking the dew. <laughs> and then you'd pick it. <laughs> That's adorable. And you get do 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 do. Yeah, so we'd sing that. And I just remember on like Sunday mornings playing Commodore 64. And our, our, my, my dad, our thing on Sundays, like if, if we go to church Saturday night, we had Sundays to like play video games. And my mom or dad would make sticky buns or cinnamon buns in the oven. And we'd run up in between and eat it. It was always, it was, it's a fond memory that sticks out in my brain. And that hearing that, that man, da -da -da -do in my head. Uh, Tapper is a great game too. There it is, here it is. Do, 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 do. 
so yeah, that's Commodore 64 to me. Um, classic way to play the video games. I still play the Ghostbusters C64 on any emulators whenever I can. I can't get past Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It's near impossible, but such a fun game. It's like kind of like the Nintendo one, but you don't have to run up the stairs, and it's way more fun. Oh, that's a pl- <laughs> so it's nothing like the Nintendo one then. Yeah, yeah. It's just, but it's kind of the same idea. Like you're driving mm-hmm. on a map and you're catching ghosts, but a little different. All right. Um, here's your next pick. Sony makes small products for small people. Walkie-talkies, Walkman stereos, and cassette recorders. Especially made for kids. I like Billy. I like Tony. But what I love is my first Sony. It won't be your last. It won't be Ah, uh, so... Yeah, yeah, it kind of was like a threat, wasn't it? Yeah, right. Hmm. It'll never uh, be your so last. Sony had this brilliant idea in the uh, late 80s. Um, mid to late 80s, um, of taking some of their products and basically slapping a Fisher-Price look on them. Okay. Uh, and they did this with, like, Walkmans, tape decks, and, uh, you know, they had uh, the microphone um, boombox and stuff, and that that was uh, great. But there was one particular toy that kind of stood out that was a little different, and that was the... Um, electronic sketch pad so this is kind of like a, a cousin of like a you would think of like a video game console back in a day um now it's uh when you have like touch pads and with uh, photoshop and uh, illustrator and stuff like that but um th- this would hook up the same way into the uh oh i think uh sega made something like this called the pico right uh, yeah, there were some similar uh, competitors out there. I forgot what it was called. Was it that? Um, yeah, it was called the Sega right, yeah. Pico. Yep, it was almost exactly yeah. the same. Okay. And... But it had, like, cartridges you put in to do different, like... Uh, okay. Remember the yeah, Sega this Pico? Yeah, you were kind of stuck with the, the shapes and colors that you were, you were dealt. Uh, they didn't have firmware updates back then. Um, uh, so yeah, the, the electronic sketch pad, so it was like a little tabletop thing you would drop down in front of the TV. And this is, again, this was, um, my grandfather had this and it was at the house and we would play with this all the time. Even like, as we even got older, like it was just fun to play with this thing. Um, you can just mess around and there were two big red trigger buttons, one on the left, one on the right, for all those weirdos that are lefty. There's a button on the right. And that's how you would draw or stamp. You would, you could move the pen around the screen all you want, and your cursor would move. But it wouldn't draw or stamp anything until you actually push or hold the red button. So that way, like, if you, um, you can hold it down and draw. But then there was a, a, a variety of stamps that you can make, like circles, mm. squares, shapes, you know, like stars, a little half half empty circles which you always use to make tires because basically all you ever drew in this thing were cars um or you know dinosaurs uh and then you could place it and then hit the button to stamp it Hmm. and that's where it would stay 
And then similar to like your, your Photoshop, you know, um, like coloring, like you could draw something, fill in the circle, and then you could click like a paint bucket and then boop, fill it in and you could actually paint uh, the inside of of your drawing. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. Um, and if there was, um, so it, would, it was funny too, because there would be like a, um, it would paint from like the bottom up because uh, the way the TV scanned. Um, so it, you would you would click and say like you just wanted to like paint like the background. You you know put your paint bucket there, click there, and you would just see like the paint go whoop and like and it would fill up. Mm-hmm. But like let's say you drew like a hot air balloon. So you drew a hot air balloon and you go to paint the sky. Mm-hmm. If you didn't completely fill in the gap of your hot air balloon, right? Um. You would you would see it start leaking in and wash out your entire drawing. Oh no! And that yeah. was there an undo. There, there was there was a uh, there was a, a, an undo button. Right. There was actually a, like an un, un, uh, uh, an undo button that you can go back a step, uh, and then you can go back, find out where your little hole was, fill that in, and you can go back to to painting again. Well, that's good. I mean that's how it was. Yeah, it that's was... how it is in Photoshop still to this day. Yeah, yeah, it's really uh, it, for a kid's toy um, for something that came out in in the early early like ninety one. Um, it was I don't want to say it was ahead of its time, but uh, for a kid's toy it was. You know, um, now you can yeah, and we sound so old when we're doing this, but yeah, now you can do the exact same thing pretty much on your phone. Right, but it it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, you you'd plug. We'd move the Intellivision out of the way, and then uh, drop this down. Um, and then there was like a almost like a um, Bob Ross paint palette. You could go through, and there were uh, little uh, the colors, like little circles of color across the top, like they were your paints, mm-hmm. and you would just tap your pen uh, on each one to select your color, uh, well, so you fun. can uh, fill that in. Yeah, this was it was a lot of fun. I've been this has been on my my short list for a long time. We're trying to find an episode where it makes sense uh, to talk about the Sony Electronic Sketchpad. I actually even forgot what the name about it was. I was going around uh, Google and stuff, and I even came across the same conversation. Someone was like, "Hey, I've been searching forever for this thing. Anyone know what it is?" And heaven forbid people on reddit actually came through and were helpful and polite no reddit's usually helpful 4chan no yeah well yeah yeah reddit's uh reddit's helpful well see the thing is i spend most of my time on reddit on video game forms so it's mostly people just bitching oh okay (coughs) all right well fair enough uh moving on from the sketch pad my next pick You're about to see. Kids have always tried to communicate. But it didn't always work. Which is why Fisher Price has invented phone friends for your kids. Hello? It's me. Phone friends are play phones that work like walkie talkies. How you doing? Kinda wants to sing along. Andrea. Hold on. It's time for dinner. So uh, these, I remember the phone friends, but I'm specifically talking about the Fisher Price 
Sky Talkers, walkie talkies. The first walkie talkies my brother and I had. They were black. They had um, black antenna with an orange little tip, and they had a black um, push the talks button on the side, and a little black alert button on the front. And then there was a silver sticker on the front with uh, with the Morse code library on it, so you could Morse code your 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 friend or your brother in my case. The Sky Talkers, I think, came in the mail. If you had two boys. <laughs> You had the Sky Talker set. It came. It, like, you just registered with the oh, government. I remember these. Yeah, and they sent you the Sky Talkers. Uh, so you know my dad's obsession with radios. You're aware of it. My dad was a ham. Mm-hmm. Is a ham radio, a uh, ham radio operator. Uh, my brother is a ham radio operator. They wanted me to be a ham radio operator. Not my thing, but um, still, I love the Sky Talkers. And we constantly like, beep. We never learned Morse code. My dad even has those. I, he might have his Morse code now, but at the time he, he got his technician something. So it was it was a form of, of ham radio where you didn't need to know Morse code. My grandfather, who was in the motor, motor pool in World War II, knows Morse code fluently. <laughs> also a ham radio operator. Not me. Never my thing. But uh, these Sky Talkers were cool. Uh, when my brother moved on to better walkie-talkies, me and my friend used these uh, all the time. Uh, do you remember any of your early walkie-talkies? Excuse me. Yeah, ours were actually, my first ones, they were hand-me-downs. And they were probably like legit ones, but they, they were they were a harder, brittle plastic and even back then, in like the mid '80s, they already had that yellow patina on them, mm-hmm. um, and like battery corrosion. So they're probably from maybe like the mid early '70s. I don't know how old these things were. They were pretty dated when I had them. Um, I think they're like my grandparents or something like that. Um, on my dad's side, I remember I was down in the basement. I'm like, "Oh, cool. What are these?" Like, I don't take it. Junk to him. So I got it out of the basement, and uh, they they worked for like ten feet. Um, I think it was just the the they were starting to they uh, didn't stand up to the conditions down in the basement. They were starting to fall apart, and then but even after the fact, I just held on to them because there were a bunch of dials and buttons I didn't know did what. But as a kid, who cared? Well, I always knew that as we got older and we got other walkie-talkies, we had like the Dick Tracy wristwatch ones, which it was like the size of a cereal box on your, like a small cereal box on your wrist. And we had other Mm -hmm. ones that were gimmicky, but none of them had like the the, um, sound quality and and, then range as the Sky Talkers. So those lasted a lot and they took one 9-volt battery and oh man, I think all walkie-talkies took 9-volt batteries. Back yeah, in the day. I mean, it was mandatory. It was mandatory. And it, it would have that real, you'd pop the back off, and it wasn't the one, like the, like the traditional 9-volt like you have now where you kind of pop it in. It would have those, the contacts that you'd have to snap it into, mm-hmm. like the real fragile wires into that black, uh, like shrouded uh, male and female contacts that right. you could easily rip the wires off of or bend the contacts when snapping them into place. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So, Fisher Price Sky Talkers, great piece of technology, great piece of tech. If you were 
don't know what I'm talking about, just Google these and you're like, you probably had these walkie-talkies. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the 80s and even the early 90s had these walkie-talkies. And not even just the spoiled kids like Squeezer. Everybody had these. That's right. All right, Squeeze. I didn't have them. Oh, you didn't have them? No, no, I remember. my. I think my friends had I'd. I had other walkie-talkies over the over the ages, but not particularly these. All right. Well, here is your last pick. I'm excited. It's two. Not. It's two. Is 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 not. It's two. Not. Can I have a sip of your drink? No. Yes! No. Yak Back gives you the last word. Yak Back. Yak Back. Yak Back. I remember these. They still sold these in like the Target Impulse aisle up in the last like two years. Oh. Uh, a variety hold of on, Hold on, hold on, Scooter. Start again. You weren't up. All right. Start again. Oh, sorry. That's all right. <clears throat> Yeah, they made, I think there's almost like 10 different versions of these things mm-hmm. um, where they updated them over the years, added new features. Uh, they made the the pens. Um, that was a big thing yeah. uh, for a while. And then you can take them to school and uh, like none were the wiser because we all assume teachers are stupid. Then you realize that, well, my teacher would have been like my age now and I would have seen them like, oh, that's clearly a toy and you just don't give off they just don't give you know yeah you don't just give a fuck you you thought you were being smart they just didn't care right um the yak back so this was a response um by uh yes entertainment uh toys and uh yes gear um to the talk boy which was huge um after uh Home Alone 2, and it was actually released to coincide with the film by Tiger Electronics. And in all honesty, the talk boy, let's admit, was awesome, right? Absolutely. But, but at the same time, it is, it's a tape recorder. True. Um, and it, it could do the same thing that, you know, I had a tape recorder that could do all the same things. It just didn't have a cool look and the extending mouthpiece and a hand, you know, hand grip to go with it, so... It's awesome. And it wasn't in the Macaulay Culgan movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the uh, the Yak Back was this nice, convenient little doodad you could have. And uh, it just had uh, two buttons on it uh, to say and play. So you'd hold the button for say. You could talk and it record six seconds of audio. And every time you hit play, it would just play that audio that you just did mm-hmm. it was basically it took being annoying to a new level and made it oh, so much easier way new heights, for yeah. every young boy to just be obnoxious right <laughs> beyond that i do not see a purpose for this thing to exist other than to just look i i read reviews on this and people like in hindsight looking at it and other adults looking and like what is the point of this thing? What does it do? How do you not get bored of this thing in 10 seconds? I'm like, you're not thinking like a 10-year-old boy. Right. This thing would last you decades 
if you could stay that age. Right. It would never get old. Right. Um. And it did. It, I mean, it sold. I mean, I've, what did the? I had some numbers here. Let me go. I'm actually on. Do do do. I found. Here it is. It blew my mind. Twenty million? No, no, no. That was thirty-eight. Oh, thirty-eight million dollars. Uh, Yak back sold in Holy its first year. Shit. Yeah. Thirty-eight million dollars. Uh, created by Ralph Osterhout, um, who you may know from such things as making the propulsion system for the submarine car in the James Bond movie. Hmm. And Spy Who Loved Me? Yeah, I did know him yep. for that. And also, remember in uh, Never Say Never Again, where the, the, the underwater chase sequence, where they have those those cool things that eventually they made Ninja Turtle, uh, little underwater, like, scuba uh, rockets out of? Mm, you know what I'm talking about? Sure. Like, you hold on to it, and it, like, kind of just propels them along? Yeah, yeah. Like an underwater jet ski that yep. you kind of just hold on to. Yeah, he invented though. He like designed those. Oh, he designed, of... he's an inventor, and he made like a whole bunch of like scuba gear stuff too. Ninja Turtles. It was National Turtles <laughs> Day today, and NECA released images of their San Diego Comic Con exclusive. And I already have Enchantress like bugging her friends that are going. It is so. It's a capture of Splinter. So it's from the first movie. So it's Shredder. Splinter, two foot soldiers, and the 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 thing of weapons. I want this so bad. It's one hundred twenty five dollars. There, um, I'm hoping that I get one. I'm gonna finally get into. So if if I buy this camera, I'm talking to you about. Uh, it does still. So I'm gonna get into uh, big pictures. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I might as well. It's about time. Can I light it for you? Oh, absolutely. You need good lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's so that's what I was, anyway, continue. Continue. Um, so yeah, I mean this guy came up with so many awesome inventions and uh and also now he does a whole bunch of stuff with like smart glass and uh, augmented reality shit like that. So bright guy and it's funny that and, and I don't mean it in a negative way at all, like that this guy does all this stuff and he also gave us the yak back which it's it, it just because the simplicity of it um and really as an adult when you look at the yak back outside of a 10 year old boy it really is just a a, a, a tchotchke item almost you know right. like a, an end cap thing but as a kid you're like this is the coolest thing and I would if I had it now, I would use this to annoy the bejesus out of everyone I could possibly imagine. Mrs. Squeezer number one on the list. Right. Probably your daughter too. <laughs> I forgot what song I came up with yesterday. Uh it made it was just like four words just hummed like just in tune and I just sang it over and over again probably for about fifteen minutes. To where I was screwing it up because you just start stumbling over the words when you just, you know, repeat something over and over again. Right. Like a tongue twister. Um, but it didn't matter because I realized it was annoying. Um, and it worked. So, yeah, you know, nothing changes. No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. All right. Um, 
I guess it's time for my last. That was your last pick. It's time for my last wow. pick. Radio Shack is ringing in the holiday with a great selection of phones. Cordless phones everyone is talking about. Phones you talk to. Call Sue. Phones that do the talking for you. Happy holidays. Leave a message. Radio Shack has phones that fold up, free up, and look like they can beam up. With over 68 phones and answering machines, why shop anywhere else but Radio Shack, your Christmas electronics store? So I'm talking about toys from Radio Shack, and one in particular was the Radio Shack Science Fair, like electronic project labs. So uh, I had the 60 and one. I think my brother had the 75 or the 101. It gives you just so it's basically like a board. And it has a bunch of different like leads on it and resistors and transistors and little keys and wheels. And um, just, yeah, do you know what I'm talking about, these things? Oh, Squeeze is not potted up again. I keep forgetting to pot you up. Oh. Hey. I switched your, uh, your pot and I keep putting up the wrong one. I thought I would make it easier and I'm making it harder on myself. Uh, do you know? Do you do you know what these things are? These these project kits. Yeah, yeah. I had one. I could get so far as like getting a light bulb to turn on. That was about it. The little yeah. diode. Yeah, the light bulb was there. Uh, there was there was like a transistor radio in the corner. Like a. Um, oh, that's right. I remember that now. I, I just get static. We had. We you remember from Boy Scouts? Probably you probably had one of those transistor radio kits. It was like a um, a toilet paper holder wrapped in copper wire, and you hooked the battery. No, up. we 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 would go use a phone. Mm, no, like a you, you never you never got one of those shortwave radio kits with the little earpieces no. in it. No, oh god, we built. We built them all the time. I guess my dad was such a fucking nerd. I was basically born into it. Um, but yeah, so there was so many different like little projects on it. So the the leads were really easy. You didn't have to solder. They were like springs. So you could just like bend them down and put the, the wire into them and you'd make your lead without having to like do any soldering. Yeah. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember it, but. Like, yeah, the the convenience of having that was just awesome. Yeah, and it was it was just really easy to do like really cool projects, and there was different things on the board that were connected in which way you you would make your projects. I'm trying to get a good picture of one to look at all the projects because I can't remember. My brother and I would do this all the time. Like there's relays, amplifiers, oscillators, uh, transistors. Um, there was capacitors on the thing itself, and I don't know. It was a really cool kit, and it taught you about electronic engineering as a kid. And uh, of course, they sold it at Radio Shack, and it was a brand called Science Fair, and they sold it since our parents were kids. Um, they they were they were popular, uh, mm -hmm. and they just redesigned the box. I just remember the all-in-one uh, electronic kit. <clears throat> Uh, but, um, I'm going to find the manuals on these and try and like, like, this is something like I'm looking, I'm looking around for like a newer version of it. I don't know if they sell them. 
Now that Radio Shack's out. It doesn't seem like... Uh, they sell those STEM projects for like coding yeah. and building your own computers and shit. But it's not the same. Yeah. Well, I guess there's no sense in... Uh, the technology's a little... I, I, I came across one or two that's really similar to it. Oh, really? I go on some weird wonky websites. Um, uh, does Amazon even have something like... Uh, I'll add this to my popcorn butter machine. What would you call this? Elect Electronic project kits. Project. Uh, yeah, they're snap circuits. They're not. It's on Amazon. It's not as. <laughs> it's not as cool and as. Yeah. Oh, here we go. An Elenco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still make one. Yeah, I don't think it's as cool as how they used to be. That's pretty close. See all buying options. You get one for squeeze that. Um, I'll just give her a bunch of wires and I'm trying to a battery. Not touching electrical circuits right now, so um, I'm not gonna give her the confidence that uh, she could properly wire something. Cause until Daddy could properly wire something, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, everything's, it's, it's actually more complicated now they got all these yeah these snap circuits I see it's not like a that's the big the big go to now but this, I mean I'm looking at some of this stuff here this is, so you had your resistor panel you had your capacitor panel you had your transistors uh, all sorts of things and your uh, you could just do cool stuff out of it your digital display on there um, your dials, your oscillators, your radio circuits, your terminals. Uh, it's switch. There was a switch on there. You could you could do so much cool stuff with these kits. They were so much fun. And, and of course, Chris and I figured out how to make like a delayed. Uh, we, we had one of those rocket kits at an electronic fuse, and we, we figured out how to make a whole NASA. Like we had to do like sixty different sequences <laughs> on this kit to finally. Uh, ignite the fuse it was cool That's we were cool. super nerds and it, it it took us all day we were like we're like dad 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 come down and look and we're like ready to initiate launch and we're like do 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 and we did it we initiated the launch from the project kit that was pretty cool i just remember doing that nice um but yeah as far as nerdy stuff it doesn't get much nerdier than electronic project kits but the hell that's gadgets from when you're kids right Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all we have for this week. <laughs> that's good because my voice is going out. I don't know if you could tell. I apologize. I know. Me too. I, I was uh, directing a game tonight and trying to get Coke Zero, so I was cursing a lot. You cursed a lot too. You lost some footage today of Hall of Fame shortstops. Yeah. I, I mean, what's, you know. What's a rare interview with a Hall of Fame shortstopper? No, yeah, it, it happens every day. Dime a dozen, dime a dozen. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Radier's podcast, and we could actually tell you what we're doing next week. We are doing retro right. sci-fi. So we're going to be talking about sci-fi. It's a broad thing. We're going to be talking about our favorite sci-fi topics, and then next, the following week on 
uh, June 4th, the first week of June, we're talking Ghostbusters 35 years later. So more Ghostbusters stuff. Uh, then we got more breakfast cereal. Uh, and then more retro fast food. I know the fast food episodes are always huge. Uh, then summer vacation too. And then one I'm looking forward to, the water episode on uh, the first week in July. So pools, sprinklers, etc. Uh, water guns uh then our birthdays as kids uh then another cool idea that uh it's kind of a uh high thinking topic uh, i don't even know what the hell to call it up all night where we just tell stories of us staying up all night uh and that gets us halfway through july and we have the rest of the summer plan but i'm not gonna there's some secrets there that we don't want to release <clears throat> it's Let's just say it's going to happen, folks. Yeah, things we've been talking about happening are finally going to happen this summer. You're getting more blogs starting soon. I got some YouTube shows that I have to finish editing that will get up. I promise you I'll get them. And we're even talking about getting this show uh, two days after we post it on podcast land on YouTube in a video format. So that is in the works. We are working on things. There's going to be merch coming very, very soon in July. Um, that's why I've been on the phone with manufacturers. And uh, all I, we ask of you is just go on and rate and review the show on wherever you listen to us. And uh, just so more people find it. But um, it's it's been fun and I'm excited for the summer. What about you, Squeeze? Uh, yeah. Can't you nailed it. Said it all. All right, I'm Arquette. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't talk anymore. He's out of things to talk, and we're out of music, so I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. And he can't he barely can say his name, kids. He's doing I this can't. doing this all for you. <laughs> and we'll see you next week on the Rat I'm just restarting the music. We'll see you next week on the Rat Ears podcast.